Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the Rested Life Conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. And one of the things for us as Platform Church, we've said it several times without number, is the fact that from the book of Genesis, from chapter 3, when man fell, we could see God all the time was trying to erode new possibility to bring man into the place of rest. From Genesis chapter 3, even down to when Jesus came, all the things you see with the prophet, with the judge, and with everyone, is the fact that God was trying to get man to come into the transformational state they were in the garden of eden and so because of that as man keep running away god keep using dispensations keep using kings keep using prophets keep using priests for him to be able to get us back into the reality in which he has meant for you and i from the very beginning because why god know too well that from the beginning when he created you he created you to operate in the god class he created you in the formation in which we see adam from the book of genesis chapter one from verse 1 down to the end and also Genesis chapter 2. Adam was operating in the God class. Adam could understand how to put solution regardless of the trouble. Adam could be able to operate in the mind of Christ. Adam could be able to put possibility. Limitation was not in Adam's mind. Adam has nothing like impossible in his thought. Adam had nothing like it is not going to work out. Adam knew too well that as long as I am still in connectivity with my father God I can do all things. I can touch all things. I can lay hand on the sick and they can recover. I can look at a crocodile and I will know with its characteristics and name it a crocodile. I can look at a human being, happens to be a woman with the futures of the woman. I can then be able to detect that this is Eve because she was taken out of my bone. That's the class in which Adam was operating and that's the class God wants us to get into. And so tonight's service, it's going to be called unveiling transformational reality and reposition in you. Unveiling transformational reality. That is what we've been doing for the past four Sundays, I mean four Thursdays, where we are talking about the possibility, how to unveil this. What are the transformational reality that God has embedded in his son, Jesus? Thank God that tomorrow we'll be celebrating the birth of Christ. But these are the things I want you to understand. That in all celebrating the birth of Christ, if you don't know the reason why his birth was met for you and I, then which means your celebration of the birth of Christ will be in vain because until you understand why will why should we be celebrating Jesus I know a lot of people have their own theory around Christmas and stuff but I tell my people I said see they may tell you he's a son God they may tell you it's one head they may tell you it's whatever but as far as you are celebrating and marking and your heart is reading Christ that's all you need because why you know too well that the possibility in which you are routed currently it is because Christ has helped you to be able to do all all that thing and this is the thing tonight that we'll be looking the topic of our service tonight the part two because last week Sunday, i mean last week thursday we actually started on the part one and so tonight we'll be finishing and concluding them and to make sure that at least you get to understand everything that um, that entails in this reconciliation reality 
Christ has come to reconcile us. He has come to take us back into the state of the God class. He has come to even put us in a new mindset that carries possibility therein. Better than Adam, better than Abraham, better than Elijah, better than even Solomon. Because why? Christ is the one that is currently sitting on the inside. The third person in Trinity happened to be the Holy Spirit. He is now the CEO of the earth. And so because of that, we carry a new mindset. I remember I posted a few days ago on my Facebook page and I was saying um, that that we now have the mind of Christ, the possibility of Christ and the reality in Christ because why? If you understand that you have the mind of Christ when you know this very particular thing, all of a sudden your mind begins to transform. This is how your process begins to operate. Just for me to help somebody tonight, if you have the mind of Christ, I know majority of us keep confessing that I have the mind of Christ. For as Christ is, so am I. But the thing there, have you taken out the time for you to process that very particular thought? Because if you have the mind of Christ, inside the mind of Christ is where the thought of Christ is. Which means anything that you think that is not of Christ at the moment, you've not been able to awaken into the possibility and the mind of Christ. How is that possible? For instance, we see when our Father God was coming into the earth, because we have the mind of Christ, all of a sudden, Christ has been shown as the exact replica of who the Father is, which means we have the mind of God. If you have the mind of God, ability for you to operate in the mind of God's system, that possibility is already on your inside, where you will see darkness. You are not afraid of darkness. You will see trouble. You are not afraid of trouble. You will see anxiety. You are not afraid of it because why? You are now, you now fully understand that you have the mind of God, whereby in your mind of God, your thoughts and everything it happens to you currently now. As you are sitting watching me now currently, you are thinking. You have a mind, but inside of your mind, that's what they call the processor. The thinking processor. The thought pattern that is on your inside. But my question I want to ask you tonight. Are you thinking like God? Are you processing like God? Or you allowing circumstances to help your process? And so tonight we'll be seeing how we'll be able to unfold this very particular reality and change the possibility therein. Because why? 2021, God wants to route miracle with you. Ah, Somebody needs to get this very particular one. 2021, God wants to route miracles with you. Your name has a possibility in the calendar of heaven for 2021 with you on it. Running in a grand star. Uh, operating in the class of God, uh, pulling possibility that men thought was impossible, and at the same time also walking in the excellence of your spirit man, uh, knowing too well that you are not caught in corners. Uh, your spirit man is growing, uh, and so your physical man is growing. Uh, I decree upon someone tonight, uh, as God's voice began to come out of my mouth, uh, you will operate on your transformational reality in the name of Jesus. Now, let's begin to look. Um, last week, Thursday, we talked about um, that what is in it for us with this transformation reality. Because until we understand what is in it for us, the possibility that we may not be able to route the new things that God has actually marked for you and I, I will do a drive-through quickly. Because if you want to understand it in full, I want to encourage you to go on the last week Thursday service message, and also you can be able to watch it on our YouTube or probably on our Spotify account. And for those of you who uses Apple or Android, all you just need to go, just go on your podcast on your phone and just search for the rested life. Platform Church, the rested life. We are on every, when I mean every, Every, every podcast platform you can think of. 
them. But let's see quickly what is in it for us. Because we've talked about this last week Sunday. But just for those who are, I mean, just for those who today is their very first time of joining us, let's just quickly show you the 10 point in which we consider before we go how to now activate or how to sustain this reconciliation reality that has been given to you and I in Christ Jesus. So one of the things in which we put on the table is the fact that number one, access to the God class, his mindset and his resources. When we talk about this reconciliation reality, we were talking about access to the God's class, access to the mind of Christ, access to the resources that is available in Christ, which means everything that is in the heaven. God has given us the conduit and the power for us to wrap as it is in heaven to make it a reality on earth. As it is in heaven possibility, your access, um, the ability for your mind to be awakened uh, to the consciousness that you have been reconciled, uh, that because you are on earth does not give you a limited appointment, does not give you a limited lifestyle, not to pull what is in heaven. Because why? The intelligence and the technology for you to route that possibility, it has been embedded on your inside. And I'll be showing you on the second segment uh, on how to activate and how to sustain that. Uh, so which means um, when you were reconciled back to God. What happened number one? Access to the God's class. Which means when men see you, they see you as God. You are the one that is looking at yourself with the phrases and the shortfalls. Maybe you're looking at yourself and you're wondering that there's a pain in my hand or there is a blood coming out of my hand. I have headache and stuff. Now that is you operating on the earth class. But when you understand that you operate on the God class, the God class cannot be sick. The God class cannot be barren. The God class cannot be stopped. The God class cannot be, can, 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 cannot be delayed because why? Everything and all that you need has been embedded on the inside of you. That is one of the things we understand. And also number two, because I'll be doing very fast because this is not my, my dealings for tonight. I'm dealing on how to sustain this very particular, what's it called, reconciliation reality. What is number two? Number two here says um, prosperity in all areas. Which means when you are reconciled back to God, uh, prosperity that you can think of. All of a sudden, Deuteronomy, I mean, Genesis chapter 1 from verse 20, I mean, from verse 26 to 28, immediately it kicked in. The moment you reconcile back to God, immediately that reality kicked in. It kicked in automatic because one, prosperity in all areas. I use the word all areas as long as it is a concern for you. Prosperity in your spiritual life. Ability for you to operate in different dimensions. In the nine gift of the Holy Spirit. Every of that possibility, Jerry, your reconciling opportunity has actually given you the access for you to be able to enjoy prosperity. Maybe for you, prosperity on finance. Prosperity in your body. Prosperity in your health. Everything that you desire. Prosperity as far as it's concerned. It has been a mat for you. And that's one of the things with us as Platform Church. We understand the force of prosperity. We know what prosperity in terms of the spiritual life and what prosperity in terms of money can do. But the prosperity in terms of the spiritual life can pull the supernatural. And the prosperity in terms of money can help us enter into the place of influence and change the narrative there. There are some certain things that your fasting and prayer cannot change. But it will take your compelling force, which is the money in your hand, for you to be able to route that new possibility. I decree upon someone's life tonight uh, that as this year is coming to an end, uh, every prosperity in which you desire, it will come to your hand in the name of Jesus. And also number three, what else again did we see? We see on number three that you have the Father's love uh, and you don't have any reproach. 
You have the Father's love. You have the Father's love. Reproach is now far from you. Everything that they have been calling you before, it has stopped. Because why? Christ has now become your identity. Every reproach, all of a sudden people are addressing you with your ailment. They are addressing you with your circumstances. Addressing you with the event of your life. My dear, when you get reconciled back to God in Christ Jesus, all those identities is no more in existence. All those identities is not in operational anymore. Because why? You are loved of the father and reproach is now far from you the father's love is all that you know all of a sudden you begin to find peace of mind all of a sudden the rested life becomes a reality for you all of a sudden you walk as if that the earth is of yours obviously it is yours because why your father owns it and because your father owns it and you know your father loves you everything therein he has given it to you and so because of that you now become a divine steward of god's resources because why reproach is no more in your life and also number four what do we see is the fact that god divine health and strength and protection this reconciliation reality has made that possible ability for his kind for god kind of health have you ever imagined god going to consult a doctor that he's sick have you ever imagined god waking up in the morning and he says my back is pinning me have you ever imagined god walking around and he says my leg that the bone in my leg is not functioning because it is not possible and that reality is possible with you i know too well that you will say but pastor you don't understand i was running and i was walking about 20 kilometers all of a sudden my leg was pinning me but let me make you understand something when jesus came to work on this very particular earth do you know that he was walking the bible makes us to understand that he will walk from samaria to judea and whatever and stuff but there was never a point in the story of jesus that they say that jesus went to see the physician for him to take panado or for him to take fensica in south africa we have this big medicine it's called grandpa because why he understand that if you can capture my reality you will sustain your body where at age 100 you can still perform and perform well why because that re that reconciliation reality has made you and i enjoy that divine health and protection what is again that we talk about on number five is the fact that happy life and a loving life has been given to you what is in it happy life and a loving life happy life and a loving life when i talk about happy life i'm not talking about a life whereby it is based on circumstances you are just joyful you wake up every morning you have a reason to smile you are not just operating by chance you are not operating by happenstance you know too well that every day carries a possibility for you regardless of the fact that you don't have money in your bank account because the christ that you are celebrating tomorrow christmas day the christ has come to reconcile you back and everything that you need to run your life has been given to you so you are happy pulling down the possibility they may look at you and say to you that this month is when you will leave that very particular house you are just joyful you are not bothered because you know too well that your supply comes from the father the one under which there is no variableness no shadow of turning what else again we get to understand the number six that god redemption plan justification and eternal life has been given to us his redemption plan his redemption plan jesus that will be celebrating tomorrow and a part of the redemption plan and we can understand that we are not celebrating jesus but tomorrow because he was just born tomorrow no we are celebrating jesus because we've seen him how his birth has actually given us the ability for us to see the kind of magnitude that god has used to route his redemption plan in that boy called jesus in his only begotten son as a matter of fact now because of his redemption plan and this reconciliation reality can I shock you? Jesus does not have any only son anymore. His only son in which he asks is you and me. 
Because why? The moment Jesus was on that very particular cross and the father turned his back, all of a sudden, the father sees the sin of this world and the father turned his back and Jesus prayed a prayer in, in the book of John chapter 17. He said, Father, every access that you have given me, I have bring, brought this one as one with us. So that prayer, Jesus prayed and we know that God will not abandon his son in the grave and Jesus is now seated in heaven. That statement that Jesus made changed the game for us as a believer. It is now God the Father with his children and now the Holy Spirit. And so with that understanding, let's see what number seven says. Number seven says that healing and deliverance in all areas. Healing and deliverance. Healing and deliverance. I don't know who is this morning, I mean this evening that is listening to me. All of a sudden there is a sickness in your body. You are currently listening to me and you are saying, Pastor, you, see, you mean that healing is part of this reconciliation reality? Yes, it is. It is part of the reconciliation reality. And so this night, I decree upon anyone right now, if you are listening to me and you are sick in your body, I want you to take the step of faith by putting your hand on that very particular place because I want to release the power of God because I don't want you to cross into 2021 with that same sickness. Father Lord, I decree tonight upon your sons and your daughter, Father, every sickness in their body right now, I cause that sickness to die from the root in the name of Jesus. Jesus. You sickness, you have no hold on them. You diseases, you have no hold on them. Every implant of the devil that is working against their divine health, their divine healing, and their divine package, I command that very particular force to die from the root in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the healing power. To you, we give all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Healing has been given to us. Number eight, advancement and all-round settlement. Advancement and all-round settlement. Advancement and all-round settlement. When all of a sudden you wake up in the morning, there is a new shift happening in your life. You wake up day in, day out. Something is just changing for your good. Men are looking at you and they are wondering, how come last week I saw you that the fact that you are just receiving a salary of five rand, but this week you are receiving ten rand. And you will say, tell them, you will tell them, come down, wait for me for 2021. Let me show you that from ten rand, it is going to become hundred rand. Because why? The Bible may cause to understand understand he daily loaded us with benefit he daily loaded us with benefit there is a benefit that has been given to you and i daily for a believer the believer carries a daily blessings that is why for me i tell people i don't operate by luck i know too that i operate by divine favor by divine favor by divine favor for instance i remember this afternoon me and my wife we went out we wanted to go get something that we're trying to change at home. And all of a sudden, by the time I went into that very particular store, and I stand, and the Holy Spirit just whispered to me, speak to the lady, and if you see the queue, Jesus, the queue is like from here to Timbuktu. And I'm thinking in my mind, man, how do I get this very particular thing? And the Holy Spirit just said to me, go to the front, and just wave your hand to the lady. And I went to the front, and I waved my hand to the lady, and the lady was like, come forward. And I went to the front, and she looked at me, what do you want? And I said, I want this very particular thing. She said, okay, stand here. I said, okay, should I go back to the lady? She said, no, stand here. And I stood in that very particular place, and all of a sudden, she went into the store, bring out the product in which I want. After then, she now asked me to pay the money, I paid the money, and I stood out, and I came out, and I was showing my wife, this is the place that I was supposed to be by now. What am I trying to say? The believers carry favor. And my wife said something that was very interesting. She said, favor is not fair. I said, not for the believers. Favor is our own thing. Everywhere we go, people just want to advance us. People just want to bless us because why? You have been awakened to the reconciliation reality and your transformational possibility, Jaren, has been a map for you and for me. What is again in number nine? Rest for your soul. All of a sudden, your soul is rested. 
Your soul is at peace. The Bible makes us to understand in that in the book of Matthew 11, from verse 28 to verse 30, where he says, Come unto me, all you that are laboring and heavy laden, I want to give you rest. And this is the thing I want to say to somebody tonight. I don't know who you are. All of a sudden, this year, 2020, has been a mess for you. Your soul hasn't been able to find rest. Your soul has been going left, right, and center. You have been abused and been attacked, even in the so-called five-fold ministries. But I want to let you understand something. Huh? That yes, the men in that place might have wronged you. But Christ, the church, has not wronged you. Ability for you to locate a home. 2021 is just around the corner. You cannot continue the same repeated pattern. You cannot operate in the same system because why? God always will want to route his possibility in his approved channel. And part of the approved channel for the believer is the fact that he has to be from the church. And I know that, yes, your soul needs a place to rest. Why won't I say this? I would like to recommend Platform Church. Our information is currently now available on the screen. Take the opportunity. Find yourself in the Bible-based believing church. By God's grace, come next year. We'll be starting live in February. Because I was saying it on the announcement with the, with the people at live at the service. We'll be starting back in February. Why not? But between now and February, lock down to every of the live broadcasting which we're doing on Thursdays and on Sundays. Because that is how you begin to get your soul alive. And before you know what is going on, we will then meet and I will celebrate with you when we meet together come February the first Sunday of that what else again is available at the number 10 is the fact that all around transformation all around transformation now let's begin to see this moment as we enter into our phase number two how to maintain it how do we maintain this very particular reconciliation reality how do we maintain it let's look at our test the test in which we we read last week Sunday let's look at our test quickly as we begin to look in the last in the next 30 minutes because I, I I promise I will close quite earlier because I know that majority of you want to go and engage in terms of finishing what you are cooking so that you can cook the remaining part tomorrow because I also know too of that I want to have my Christmas meal and so because of that I understand that you also need to engage but I beg you just give me the next 40 minutes from now and we'll be done and you all can go and do your stuff knowing to whether tomorrow by 10 o'clock also we'll be meeting now let's look at our test what is the test in which we read last week thursday second corinthians chapter 5 from verse 17 to 21 second corinthians 5 17 to 21 and also romans chapter 10 from verse i mean romans chapter 5 from verse 10 and 11 but let's read this quickly as we look at how to maintain because tonight we're doing on the how to maintain part second corinthians 5 17 to 21 he says here he said therefore if any man be in christ he is a new creature all things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. He says, and all things are of God, who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and had given us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. He says, now then, we are the ambassadors of Christ, as though God did beseech you by us that we pray you in Christ's stead. Be reconciled to God. For he had made him to be seen for us. Who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He says, for he had made him to be a sin for us. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. Jesus that we are celebrating next, I mean tomorrow, is the fact that one reason why that guy came on it, I'll be talking more about it tomorrow, but for tonight, one reason he came, that is the ultimate reason, is the fact that he came to change our position. 
our position from the sin nature into the Christ nature. Our position from the weakness into the place of strength. And so because of that, one reason he came is to reconcile us back to God. Is to reconcile us back to the ashes. Is to reconcile us back to the rested life. Is to reconcile us back to the transformational reality that we once experienced while we are in heaven. Is to reconcile us to the place where principalities and power, wickedness in high and in low places, they answer when we call. They run when we command. And we put to flight thousands of devils. Because why? Jesus' birth was simply because of that. Tomorrow's service, please, I want to beg you, don't miss it. Because it's going to be an eye-opening so that as you are eating your rice, your steak, and your kidney, you will understand that as I'm eating this meat, I'm eating it from a position of knowing why Jesus was born. And so because of that, I am going to celebrate. And so because of that in our text tonight, you can see that he says, if any man is in Christ, if any man is in Christ, I like the fact where he says in verse 18, he says, and all the things are of God. He said, who had reconciled us to himself? Which means you have been reconciled to God by Christ Jesus. You have been reconciled to God by Christ Jesus. I want you to hear me one more time. You have been reconciled back to God using Christ Jesus as a medium of the reconciliation possibility. Jesus was used to get you back to God. And the only thing that Jesus demanded, or the only thing that the Trinity demanded, is for you to believe and accept this very particular reality. My dear, we as the Christians, or we as the believer, we have no problem believing. That is why we are called believers. If you are struggling with believing, it's because you have not awakened to the consciousness of the possibility therein that lies in this Jesus. I was saying to a particular friend of mine the other day, I said, see, Christianity is the most sweetest, the most easiest. It takes a fool to confuse you or not to see the possibility in, in Christianity. It takes a fool to make you not to see what God has marked for you because why? You can determine your happenings. How far you want to go with God. Imagine a God telling you how far you want to be with me. It's totally dependent on you. Whereby he is not compelling, he is not forcing you. If you say you want to remain a baby Christian, peace, that's God for you. But if you say you want to be the one that will be commanding miracle signs and wonders, you want to be like the Oedipus of this world, you want to be like the T.A. Jakes, you want to be like the late Benson in the house, majority of our fathers of faith, even here in South Africa, the likes of Bishop Sono, the likes of Pastor Ray McCauley, the likes of Pastor Andre, there are majority of them in this country. But the question is that you determine it. You determine how far you can go. The possibility therein has been opened for you and I. But you determine how you want to go. We also see in the book of Romans chapter 5. From verse 10 and verse 11. Romans 5, 10 and 11. It says here. It says, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Do you see it again? Second time. He said, why we are enemies, which means sin, the sin nature that was in us then. I use the word was in us because there's no more in the believers anymore. The sin nature is not in us. Yes, we may be operating with the effect of the nature. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, he said, be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because if you are to, for you to be able to operate on the transformational reality, you have to renew your mind. And I'm going to repeat it again. The believers does not have the sin nature. But yet, we still operate. Somehow, the effect of the sin nature, it is still in our mind. And so, because of that, God is saying, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you can be able to operate in the God class where I sit. Where everything responds to as you demand. You stand up and you, 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 you respond as occasion call for you. But that can only be possible by you transforming your mind. Transforming your mind. He says here, 
He says, for if while we were, we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. He said, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? More than that, he said, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus, though whom we have now received reconciliation. We've received it. We have received it. It is now in our hand. Now, let's begin to look with the topic in which we want to engage tonight. How to maintain this very particular thing. How to maintain it. See, this is one of the things I want to say before I begin to give you some of the points tonight. Is the fact that Christianity, as much as yes, God has used the Son to reconcile us back to Him. That is always our part for us to play, for us to be able to operate in the transformational reality. Just the same way that the teacher will teach you in school. The teacher will give you the textbook and give you everything that you need. But as a part for you to play, that part there is the fact that you must study. Ability for you to go home, burn the candles, check what the teacher says, backdate everything with the researcher. And because you know that there will always be a day that the exam is going to come. And so when the exam comes, you are ready for you to be able to conduct it. And that's the thing with us as platform, we are quick to show you how toes. I remember somebody like saying it to me, one of the beloved daughter of this commission. He said, Pastor, the thing I like about platform is the fact that on Sunday is thou shall be blessed. But on Thursday is how to be blessed. On Sunday is thou shall be blessed. That's why we call it activation Sunday. But tonight it's known as the mind shift Sunday. I mean mind shift Thursday. We are shifting your mind. Ability for us to talk more so that you can see that the possibility there in the Pastor Darlington that I am currently doing it is not because it is unique to me. No. It's just the fact that my understanding is not open to the reality that is in heaven. And so because of that, I pulled those very particular things. You also have that possibility. And so because of that, one of the things in which I put here, I say your reconciliation reality in Christ has been made possible. But it takes your part to operate with the terms and condition to get it activated in your life. Obviously, it takes your part to operate with the terms and condition to get it operated in your life. One of the things God said to me a few days, by me a few months back, and it sits in my head. He said, anything that makes me, God, responsible for man's life, 100%, whether it's in prayer or in action, is an irresponsible prayers. Anything that will make God 100% responsible, where you just want to sit on the couch, where you don't want to do anything, you want to be served, rather, but you don't want to be served. I mean, you don't want to serve, but want to be served. That is not the God class. The God class, we don't have any problem serving. When they call us to serve, we say, how far can we go? When they call us to jump, we ask them how high. Because why? We understand that from the beginning of our father's nature, he has actually sent his son, Jesus, to come and serve us. Why don't you want to serve? Why don't you want to put your own part? Matthew chapter 7 verse 12. Matthew 7 verse 12. He says, so whatever you wish others to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophet. Anything you want others to do, do unto do it to them. So what is this again, number one? How to sustain. Remember, we're talking about sustain and activation. We've talked about what is in it. Now let's look at how to sustain or how to activate. Because some of you tonight, ability after tonight's service, while you are celebrating your Christmas tomorrow, tonight you'll be breeding some certain in, insight in your head and you begin to see how to sustain because why? You have gotten all this point and you are willing to run with it because tonight carries a mysterious force, an eye-opening that will change your life forever. What is number one? How to sustain and activate. Number one, Give God your heart. Give God your heart. I mean a heartfelt relationship with your father, God. 
Not a heartfelt relationship with the church alone. No, a heartfelt relationship with your father God. Majority of us as believers, we confess God with our mouth, but our heart is far from him. We can quote the scripture and know from Genesis to Revelation. But when we talk about the revelational knowledge of the Bible, we cannot find it because why? Our heart is far from him. We can see that in the book of Proverbs chapter 23, verse 26. Proverbs 23, 26. It says here, he said, my son, give me thy heart and let your eyes observe my way. God is speaking to us tonight that as much as we are in the festive season, he says, give me your heart. Give me your heart. He didn't say, give me your treasure. He didn't say, give me your water. He didn't say, give me your beauty. He didn't say, give me your bank account. He says, give me your heart. Because he knows if he can get your heart, every other thing will be easy. Do you notice that when it comes to a relationship, for example, for those of us who are married, and for the majority of you are in a relationship, the first thing that you do, before you even ask the girl, can I marry you? You want to see if the lady or the guy's heart is for you. You will never marry somebody who you know that they don't love you from their heart. Never. Except if you are a one-chance person. You will never do that. Because why? It is the heart that connects. No wonder when we look at marriage, what's it called? When we look at the symbol of a heart, it comes with that very particular love sign. It says, give me your heart. He said, and let the eyes observe my ways. Give me your heart. Are you going to give God your heart tonight? There are possibilities God wants to route with you. But your heart is everywhere. Your heart is in the morning. Your heart in the morning is somewhere else. He is trying to orchestrate your path in the afternoon. But yet you have gone to another place. In the evening he wants to route new possibilities for you. Because why your heart is not there. Yes, I know that yes, there is a principle that operates on everything. But for you to operate on the God class, your heart needs to indict in the matters of God. Your heart, a heartfelt relationship with the father. The kind of one that you have with your boyfriend. The kind of one that you have with your spouse. The kind of one that you have with your husband and your wife. Give me your heart. Can God find your heart? Can he find your heart? When it comes to the things of life that he is doing currently, can he, can he trust you? Can he look at your heart and understand? No wonder in the book of Galatians chapter 6 from verse 6 to verse 9, he said, God has not mocked. What is he saying there? He knows your heart. So because of that, you cannot mock him. God is not mocked. He cannot be mocked. There are possibilities God wants to route with you and I in this very particular dispensation. But he wants to see your heart. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. Philippians 4 verse 7. He says, And the peace of God, which passeth all comprehension, which surpasseth all comprehension, will guard your heart. Do you notice what it says here? Will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Your heart is important to God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. He says here, He said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. He said, But seek ye first. He's telling you, Can I see your heart first with me? Tonight I know that yes, you all are in the mood of festivity. But the truth of it is the fact that for you to enjoy your festivity season, the question I want to ask you tonight is your heart right with God? 
Is your heart right with God? I know the coronavirus has done a lot of stuff. People lost their job. A lot of people are trying one way or the other. This Christianity thing is working. The reason why you are asking if it's working, it is because your heart is already far from the workings of God. Because if, it, if your heart is rested in it, regardless of the pain, regardless of the troubles and the anxiety, you know too well that your God will come true for you. And you will stay rested, not being moved. Because why? Your heart is fixed on the things of God. He said one more time, give me your heart. The way to sustain and activate this transformational reality, ability for you to operate uh, this reconciling mindset uh, tonight, uh, your heart must be in line with God. Your heart must be in line with God. Your heart must be in line. Not just your word, uh, not just your action, your heart. Because if your heart is rested in God, every other thing is simple. Every other thing is simple. Every other thing is simple. Because my heart is rested with my wife. There is no matter how annoyed I will be. Because I love her so much. My heart is with her. No matter how annoyed I will be. Even though it is raining, I will still put the umbrella on her head. Because why? My heart is already locked with her. No circumstances can be able to take me out of it. Because why? I understand fully well that regardless of the circumstances and the status. I mean the circumstances and the status. The state of the nature of the thing is the fact that my heart is locked with her. The same thing also applies to you tonight. Point number one, give God your heart. That is how you sustain this. What else again is the point number two? Let's say our number two. Let your faith be grounded and settled in the word and in prayer. Let your faith be grounded and settled. Grounded and settled. If there is one word you remember tonight, let your faith be grounded and settled. Let your faith be grounded and settled. Let it be grounded. Let it be settled. In words and also in prayer. When I talk about the word, I'm talking about in the word of God. When last have you bumped your Bible? The only way to know what has been reconciled, this reconciliation reality we're talking about, the only way to know is the fact that you open the pages of the scripture. Not just what Pastor Darlington says to you, but also what you have bumped as a revelational knowledge by yourself, spending time in the word of God and spending time in prayer, communicating that which you have found in the Bible with the Father. Psalm 119 verse 11, let's see. Psalm 119 verse 11, it says here, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I have hidden your word. David was making us to understand um, that the only thing that I don't want to commit sin, uh, I don't want to find myself uh, doubting if I have a relationship with God, doubting if there's a transformational reality, doubting if the possibility is in Christ Jesus, is the fact that I have hidden your word in my heart. Can we ask you that the word of God, is he hidden in your heart? Or the word of God is the day that Pastor Darlington so opened the Bible like now. That is when you open the Bible. Psalm 119 also verse 15. He says, I meditate on your precept and considers your way. I meditate on your precept and I consider your way. Let your faith be grounded and let your faith be settled in the word of God and in prayer. Let your faith be grounded and let it be settled. David was saying that I meditate, which means after I have studied your word, I look for what is needed. I meditate herein. I think last week Sunday, our message in which we preached, we prayed last week Sunday, we talked about how to be able to come out of some certain mess through the force of prayer. How you'll be able to use your legal tender, which is known as the prayer for you to present your case before God. But part of the thing is the fact that you must be able to have what I call the three forces, ability for you to find the word, meditate on the word, and engage in prayer when you can put these three things together let me see the devil that can stop you 
We can also say the book of Colossians chapter 1 from verse 19 to 25. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 19 to 25. It's going to be a long read, but I will be as fast as possible. Colossians chapter 1, 19 to 25. The Bible says here, it says, For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. Which is talking about Jesus. It pleased the Father God that in Jesus should all the fullness dwell. If it pleased the Father that in Jesus should all the fullness dwell. My question to you tonight. Have you taken out the time for you to find this Jesus in his fullness? How have you taken out the time to find this Jesus in his fullness? Or you are going in, like I said, um, that you are a drive-through Christian. Um, or you are the one that hang around the church, the elder brothers of the church. Um, have you taken out the time? He now says in verse 20, Colossians chapter 1 verse 20, here it says, um, it says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, it says, By him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether be the things in the earth or the things in heaven. And you were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now ye had been reconciled. He says, in the body, in the body of his flesh, through that, to present you holy and unblameable and unreproachable, I mean, un unreprovable in his sight. Verse 23, which is the anchor scripture of this very particular testament, this very particular point. He says, if ye continue in faith, grounded and settled. Do you hear the statement? If ye continue in faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard. He said, and which we preached to every creature which is under the heavens. Wherefore I, Paul, I am made a minister. He said, if ye continue in faith, grounded and settled. If ye continue in faith, grounded and settled. My question for you tonight, are you going to continue in faith to activate the transformational reality that this man talks about? And also for you to be able to pull in what is in, in the possibility via the reconciliation grace. He said it can only be possible that your faith be grounded and settled. Your faith background, ability for you to say no to chances, ability for you to say no to other forms of stuff that does not matter to your life. Be settled and be grounded. Be settled and be grounded. Be settled and be grounded. We can also send the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. It says, be careful for nothing. Philippians 4 6. It says, be careful for nothing. It says, but in prayers, in prayers and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known. Be careful for nothing. That's what I want to pick out there. Be careful for nothing. Don't allow anything to move you out. Yes, coronavirus happened. In less than, if I'm not mistaken, in less than six days from now, the year or seven days from now, the year will be coming to an end. By this time next week, Thursday, we are already looking forward for the crossover service to 2021. But my question to you, between now and 2021, are you going to be grounded and settled with God? 2021 is coming. The way your, your relationship with God this year, if you use that same method in next year, are you going to move from where you are to what God actually has for you? Ask yourself that question. And also, until you understand that very particular part, that the only part for you to be able to play your reality and to pull your grace, you have to be grounded and be settled. Be grounded and be settled. Be grounded and be settled. And also see with the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, pray without season. Pray without season. You have to be grounded and settled with the faith, grounded and settled with the word of God, and also grounded and settled when it comes with your prayer life. I know that the year is coming to an end and a lot of devils will be arising. You will be having some certain things that want to make you feel as if God is not in operation anymore. But I want you to be grounded and settled tonight. Be grounded and settled. Luke chapter 9 verse 29. 
The Bible says, and he prayed. We're talking about Jesus. Luke 9, 29. He said, and he, as he prayed, his fashion of his countenance was altered. His raiment was, white, was as white and glittering as he prayed. Jesus was a man of word. Jesus was a man of faith. And Jesus was a man of prayer. Be grounded and be settled. What else again is our point number three? Point number three, live a given life. Live a given life. It's as a matter of fact, thank God that we're talking about this a day after Christmas. Live a given life. Ability for you to look, look for something to give to somebody. See, giving is one of the things that, that, that we see with the nature of us as a believer. The Bible says, for God so loved. Because he so loved, he so gave. For God so loved, he gave. Part of the thing that activates some certain rested reality you want to say, especially when it comes to your finance, it does not answer to prayer and fasting. It only answers to seed time and harvest. It answers to seed time and harvest. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. Point number three, live a given life. Genesis 8, 22, it says here, as long as the earth endures, it says seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. He said, it will never cease. He said, as long as the earth endures, the King James Version says, as long as the earth remaineth, which means for you to be able to determine your possibility with this reconciliation reality, your part to give, Give your time for God. Give your resources for God. Give your heart for God. Give to the poor. Give to your family. Give to your parents. Honor the people around you. Honor your leaders. Honor your spirit. The lifestyle of giving should be a default for you. One of the things that God has said to us, and in February we'll be doing it as a platform church. We are in the month of February. It is going to be a month of giving for us as a church. Where every members of the church, as you are coming that day, every Sunday or Thursday, you must wrap something in your hand to come and give somebody. Because why? Enough of us looking forward to collect, 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 but we are not willing to sow. The Bible says that God gives bread. I mean, God gives seed to the sower and bread to the eaters. I separated a very particular scripture that if you want to be a sower, you will always have seed. And if you want to eat bread, you, I mean, if you, want to, if you want to be the one that wants to always eat, you will always be getting bread. But check it out. The person who actually has seed, when he plants the seed, that thing germinates. He germinates hundredfold, carry tenfold of it, plant it back again. Which means the person who constantly looked up, give all the time, never lack bread. He eats and at the same time still so. We can also see the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 16. Proverbs 18 16. He said, a gift opened the way and ushered the giver into the presence of the great. A gift opened the way. Which means the ability for you to live a given life. Me and my wife, there's something in which we've bumped into of recent and we've been doing it and we are seeing God helping. Is what we call the seeding economy. Ability for us to live based on the seeding system of God. Ability for us to push some certain possibility. And trust me, it is working. It, the reason why it's not working for you is because you are not doing it. Some of you do it by mouth, not by action, not by faith. He says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16, I want to read it again so that you can see it in your Bible. So that you don't say, Pastor Darlington, like bringing up all the scriptures, it is in your Bible. He says, a gift opened the way, which means the gift opens way. 
your seed that you are your giving lifestyle open ways either you want to give for example maybe for you you are believing god that you want to operate on certain dimensions and faith there are men that are carrying that very particular grace have you packaged a gift have you packaged a seed and say pastor i see this grace of god upon your life and i want to tap into it and you release it into that thing I'm not even talking about myself. Maybe other pastors, for those, because now we are preaching on online now, and so it is a global platform. There are other people you see some certain things operating. I, me, your pastor, I do that. When I see some certain grace that people carry, I package a seed. My wife knows that for sure. I go because why? I understand what the seed in economy means. And trust me, God always sees the heart of a genuine giver. He sees it. He knows too well that you are not requiring that thing for your own personal gain. You are requiring it because you want to be a blessing also unto others. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Malachi 3 verse 10. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. He said, trust me in this. Say the Lord God Almighty and see if I will not open the floodgate of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be enough room to store it. He said, try me and see. Try, I, want to, I want to challenge somebody tonight. Try God with your giving. Try God with the giving lifestyle. Try God with the seed in the economy. Look for something and say, God, I know that you have helped me this year. I want to give this very particular. It may be a sacrifice from your side. So what? You are planting a seed concerning 2021. You are planting a seed concerning something. As I'm talking now, the Lord is ministering to you. Whatever the thing is, it may not even be to platform church. It may be to something else again entirely that God wants you to release a seed. Maybe there is a man of God that has been pouring out a blessing upon your life. Maybe it's the time for you to package something in your hand and go and meet the person and say, man of God, I did not come for you to pray for me. I came for me to seed because I have seen what the seed in the economy does. We can also see the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7. It says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Whatever you have decided in your heart to give. Say each of you. It says, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. It is not by force. I tell people, don't go and make a vow that you know you don't have the capacity to pay. You will pay your vow because that very particular vow, you have echoed it in the heavens. And the possibility that your next line of miracle you're expecting, that vow can stand against you. Find a time. Give. Look for a lifestyle. Look for someone. This festive season, look for someone. I remember for us as a church, when the Lord said that to me, he said, my friend, my son, package something and give it to every of the ones. Whether they are newcomers or no newcomers, majority of you streaming and watching me currently, you all get something out of this. Because why? We are a church that gives. We are a church that gives. Even as a church for us, there are systems in which we put where every month we sit up. The Bible makes us to understand that the less is blessed of the better. The less is always blessed of the better. Let me pack for there for now. What is point number four? What is this point number four when it comes to activating or sustaining this very particular transformational reality that the reconciling grace has made available? Number four, trust and obey. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. Ability for you to trust and obey. Trust and obey. Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 5 to verse 6. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. The Bible says here, Trust the Lord. It said, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Not half of your heart. Trust the Lord with all thy heart. Trust the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. It says, In all your ways. Not in some of your ways. In all thy ways. Acknowledge him. And he would direct your part. Trust the Lord with all your heart. 
See, the reason why you are finding it very difficult for you to do what God has commanded you to do. I'm not even talking about the whole issue of giving. The ability for you to enter into that business that God has said to you. The ability for you to, to, to take a step of faith. To go and negotiate that very particular property. is because you have not fully trusted God. That his integrity and his nature can be able to sustain and carry you through. This faith work we are doing as pastors, for, for example, as we as a church, this work in which we are doing, can I shock you? It is a faith work. It is a faith work. We do it knowing too well that God will pay his bill and he has been paying his bill. Do you trust God to that extent? That answer you need to give. Psalm chapter 62 verse 8. Psalm 62 verse 8, the Bible here says, it says, trust in him at all times. It is a trust in him at sometimes. Trust in him at all times. Ye people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. He said, trust in him at all time. Ability for you to trust God at all time. It is not going well for you. Trust God. They've just sacked you from your company. Trust God. This very particular year, this December, 13 check is not coming forward. And yet you have bills to pay. Trust God. They said to you that your loved one is about to die. Trust God that they are not going to die. Because why? it is the faith and the trust replacing God that compels this integrity to perform for your life and also my life. Matthew chapter 7 verse 24. Matthew 7 24. He said, therefore, everyone who hear this word of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Which means when the word of God comes out from God's servant and the thing hits your spirit, can you trust God to engage with what the Lord has said to you? If God said to you, like for example, one of my spiritual father once said, he says, after the service is done and done, I mean the service is done, what has the message said to you? Yes, the message would have said something to you. But now, after the message have said something to you, what is your response to it? The same question I'm asking to you tonight. What is the word of God that God has said to you from January to today? What has he said to you? Have you responded to it? The reason why you have not responded is because your trust part, it is very small. Your trust part, it is very minimal. The only way to enjoy the rested life the only way for you to access the rested life that we talk about in Platform Church is ability for you to trust God. And trust me, there are a lot of the daughters and sons of this very particular commission that they are currently now routing some certain grace and pursuing some certain possibility because why? They've led to trust God. I pray for someone tonight that is having difficulty trusting God. That very particular force that is speaking negative upon your life, I break that force off your life in the name of Jesus. Now let's look at point number five. What is point number five? A life of worship. A life of worship. We are in our festive season. This is a season where we need to open. In fact, this is not the season where you want to open your mouth and begin to ask God for something and call. Father, I thank you because COVID-19 came. I did not go with it. It's enough for you to open your mouth and say, Father, thank you. You worship the Lord. Ability for you to worship him in words. Ability for you to throw some kind of words to God. That when God is hearing you saying that kind of thing, he's wondering, is it me that this person is worshiping like this? When you look at him, you look at, you try to picture God, but your mind cannot comprehend it. But from all that he has done for you, you begin to worship him. You are the Gonyama Yezulu. You are the Elerike. Nothing can take your place. You are the God that is not voted by any Anyone, regardless of the political parties and the turmoil, regardless of the economic distraught, you still remain God. You are bigger than the biggest. You are mightier than the mind. You keep pouring words to the Father. When last have you worshipped your God? 
When, if at some of us, by the time we say, let's begin to thanks and worship God, let's begin to adore him, in less than 10 seconds, you finish worshiping. Because your problem is so big to the point that you didn't see that you have a life. Because you can see your problem, it is because there was a life. Have you worshipped and thanked God for that very particular life? Let's look at the book of 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 29. 1 Chronicles 16, verse 29. It says here, it says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. He said, bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Worship the Lord in the splendor. You look at the rasmatai which he has done. For me, I was telling my spiritual mom yesterday, I mean, two days ago that I went to see. I said, I'm at a place whereby what the Lord has done for us at Platform Church, starting a ministry in COVID-19, and yet God routed miracles, signs and wonder. Prepare people, you and I, currently in Platform Church, is enough for me to say, Father, for 2020, Twale Baba. All I do every morning, I wake up, Father, I just want to say you are God. I cannot fathom who you are. You are just bigger than the biggest. You are too sweet beyond sweeter. The way you go with your ways, Lord, as much as they are unfathomable, you are just excellent in your nature. Your totality cannot be comprehended, but yet it has been wrapped in the person called Jesus. You just keep saying what? Because why? You now understand that you are living a life of worship. We also see in the book of Psalm 100, Psalm 100 verse 2. Psalm 100 verse 2. It says, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with a joyful song. I know that we have six days to go. What joyful song are you going to put on the table? What joyful song are you going to put on the table? Are you going to put a song of complaint? It says, come with a joyful song. I want to encourage somebody tonight. I don't know who you are streaming. Currently now watching me. I can hear in my spirit. That very particular desire that you are expecting. And it looks as if in six days. That it is not going to happen. Let me shock you. God created the whole universe in seven days. But I want to challenge you to do this one thing for me. You have prayed thus far from January to 24th of December. It is high time to switch. The Lord asked me to tell you tonight that between now and December 31st, if you can just open your mouth and just be worshiping him. Father, thank you. It is done. I appreciate you. You are God. You are too sweet. By the time you keep worshiping God, I bet you mark today. By this time, 31st December, you will share your testimony with me in the name of Jesus. The Lord asked me to tell you, get into the place of worship. Get into the place of thanksgiving. I know the bill has to be paid. In six days, the money can come. But trust this very particular prophetic declaration. Get into the mood of worship and thanksgiving. Forget about that. You've prayed thus far. You've fasted and you've bind the devil. Switch into the place of worship. What is again we need to understand as our point number six? What is our point number six? Walk in righteousness and engage in soul winning. Walk in righteousness and engage in soul winning. When we talk about righteousness, we are talking about the person of Jesus. The person of Jesus. The person of Jesus is full of love. The person of Jesus is full of care. The person of Jesus forgive easily. The person of Jesus always want to help. The person of Jesus, because why? With the church, we have so much showed you the benefit of Jesus without us telling you the sacrifices of Jesus. But here he's telling us, walk in righteousness and engage in soul winning. We're currently now whereby a lot of believers, including you and I, sometimes uh, when we stand for you to open your mouth and ask somebody, are you a Christian? It's even a problem. You are currently enjoying the rest of life, but when last have you told somebody, 
Come see the God of the rested life. When last have you told somebody, come and see the God that have changed my life. Sometimes all you need to do in preaching the gospel is to use yourself as a testimony. Come see the God who changed my life. Come see the God who brought out my bread. Come see the God who sugar my tea. Come see the God who take me from obscurity to the place of security. Come see the God who has leveled up with me. Come see the God who has changed my narratives. What are we saying? Engaging in soul winning. When last have you told somebody in your office? Even now, this festive season, when last have you even posted on your Facebook, huh? do you want to give your life to Christ? Let me help you. When last have you posted that simple message? If you want to accept Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, ask me how, and I will guide you. Because why? God has given every believer. Can I shock you? <laughs> Soul winning is not meant for the pastors. Check your Bible. It is not meant for the pastors. The Bible says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say, pastor, you go ye. He said, go everybody go and preach the gospel to all creatures. That preaching business belongs to everybody. Everybody. It's just the fact that for the five-fold ministry, few are selected and seated in that place. But for you to declare Christ on all the mountains of influence, every believer still breathing has that responsibility. I pray tonight that that fear that is stopping you from you to declaring Christ, that fear is broken off your neck in the name of Jesus. Let's look at the Bible on this very particular text, I mean this very particular point, which is walk in righteousness and engage in soul winning. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 7. Isaiah 52 verse 7. It says, how, beauty, how beautiful upon the mountains at the feet of those who bring the good news? How do you see what God is saying? That when you bring the good news to somebody, when you preach the gospel of Christ to somebody, your feet are beautiful. Do you know what that means? Which means every place your feet tread upon, all of a sudden you begin to possess it. There is a blessing that is attached when you preach as when you preach to one person who gives their life to Christ. The Bible says, a soul that gives his life to Christ, heaven rejoice. One soul, you are throwing party to God every day. Imagine you every day you win one soul to Christ. Every day you win. I'm not saying win one soul to a church. Church is good because yes, they need to be at a particular place where they can be nurtured and guided and make a disciple for Christ. But just winning one soul, you throw party every day. Every day. Also, we see the book of Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16. It says, Thus say the Lord, stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient part where their good way is. He said, and walk in it and you will find rest for your soul. But they says, we will not walk in it. Engaging in soul winning is the Asian part. The reason why you are currently now streaming and also watching me is because somebody preached gospel. Somebody preached the message of Christ to you. When last have you preached the message of Christ to another person? That ball is in your court. Point number seven. Because of my time, I'm trying as much as possible to make sure that at least before 8.30, I am done so that we all can go and do what we need to do. Point number seven. A life of meekness humility and constant renewing of your mind a life of meekness humility and constant renewing of your mind a life of meekness humility and constant renewing of your mind constant renewing a life of meekness humility humility in the sense that you are not arrogant prideful and whatever you are humble to the point no wonder the bible calls to understand with the life of with the life of moses the bible says moses was the meekest man on earth regardless of trying to remove almost two million people from egypt for them to get to the they, they they frustrated the guy but he was so gentle 
He was very calm. He, was, he, he never allowed his anger to be routed on the people to the point that even when God wanted to destroy the people, he asked God, my friend, will you keep quiet? You think you will bring these people out of the wilderness, I mean, out of Egypt and come on? Because why? He understands. And the Bible says, and the Lord repented of his system. That's the thing. Do you have a life of humility? Are you meek? You see, the Bible says, it says, blessed are those that are meek. He said, for they shall inherit the earth. The ability for you to inherit is routed in your meekness. Sometimes the pride, you see, oh my God. I'm saying this because I'm laughing. People who actually have no clue of anything in life, they are the ones that are very proudful, full of pride. You, sometimes you imagine that if pride is like this, then pride should have given up. The ability for you to come down and focus on the things of God. The ability for you to stay your lane. One of the things in which I have made peace with, say, I am not here to compete with anybody. So why am I trying to impress? Why am I trying to show? Because why? My own possibility is to make sure that the kingdom of God is manifested on earth and to labor with you for you to enter into rest. That is my business. And I stay there. And in me staying there, I constantly renew my mind. The ability for me to renew my mind. Because why? The things in which you have... You see, the reason why I'm saying this is because I remember there's a particular friend of ours was around and we were both just talking. And one of the things in which I said, I, I noticed with that thing, and also not even with her, but with most of other people that I've seen, the reason why majority of us are still struggling with the things of the gospel is because the person who introduced Christ to us did a grave injustice. And because they've done a grave injustice, yet they try to introduce Christ to you, but your part had to be played. Have you taken out the time for you to renew your mind? Have you taken out the time for you to check? If they say God is a killer, how come Jesus Christ, in the place of us seeing Jesus walking on earth for three and a half years, he never killed anybody? Instead of that, he's willing to die on the cross of Calvary, which means something must be wrong with the Old Testament when he says, and God killed, and God killed, and God killed. And that's why for me, I am quick to say that God is not a killer. God does not give sickness. God does not punish his children. God does not lose sicknesses and diseases to teach your children, to, me, to teach his children a lesson. Because why? Until we begin to engage the force of renewing our mind. That is when we begin to lay hold on the possibility daring that Christ has a mark for you and I. Let's look at the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Romans 12 verse 2. You can write this very particular um, test down. It's a test that I want you to take your time to read in the book of Philippians chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 10. Philippians 2, 1 to verse 10. And also the one I'm going to read now. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says, be not conformed to this world. Say, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be not conformed. Which means the possibility that the word can conform your thinking. The word can make you feel that God is not in existence. The word can make you feel that the church is manipulating you. The word can make you feel, with, the word can tell you all kinds of, everything is advertising to you. Now that is the word trying to take you away from God. You see, but be it transformed by constantly renewing your mind. You see, that he may prove that which is good. That which is good. Which means there's a lot of things that look like good. There is a lot of pseudo-Jesuses. There is a lot of people sitting on the pulpit currently now, propelling gospel of the devil in the name of gospel of the Christ. He said that he may be able to prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Matthew 5, verse 5. He said, blessed are the milk, for they shall inherit the head. Blessed are the milk, for they shall inherit the head. And also in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Ephesians 4 verse 31, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath, anger and clamor and slander be put far away from you, with, along with all malice. What is the scripture here saying? 
let your heart be full of milkness. Get to the point where as we are celebrating the birth of Christ tomorrow, from tonight, begin to say to yourself, the people have offended you from January. That boyfriend who decided not to marry you again. That parent who decided to abandon you. For parent, that very particular child who decided not to come back home. It is high time to forgive them and let them be. Forgive them and put them in the hand of God. Your heart is too precious to carry baggage, to carry pains and, and issues that you cannot even solve. For the fact that you don't have an answer for it is a clear indication that you need to put it in the hand of the one who have an answer. And after putting it in his hand, don't go to his hand and go and check. God, bring your hand. Let me see what you are doing. No. Leave it in his hand and you focus on your life and see God use what you have given him to route new miracle for you. I pray for someone tonight that every bitterness, every anger, every malice, every unforgiveness that is currently sitting in your heart, I break that yoke off your neck in the name of Jesus. I decree by the voice of heaven, every power that says you will never enjoy rest, you will always remain in the place of pain, bitterness, anger, and unforgiveness. I cause that very particular force tonight in the name of Jesus. Point number eight tonight. What is again when it comes to what do we need to know? How to sustain and activate this access to the rested life. This access to the rested life. How do we do that? An attitude of expectancy. An attitude of expectancy. You see, one of the things in which I've seen with majority of us as believers is the fact that we are quick for us to come to the church, but we are not quick to have an expectation while we come. See, you cannot come into the house of God just saying what will be, will be. That is why what has been happening in your life is always what has been until you begin to have an expectation. Lord, I am tired of this level. There is a grace with my name on it. 2021 is coming. I'm expecting one, two, and three to happen for me. I'm expecting to see A, B, and C. Have an attitude of expectancy. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. So let me show you from the scripture. So that you understand that attitude of expectancy. It's a very good thing for a believer to have. Expect something. Don't just come. That's why for me, if you notice when, I was, when I'm praying, before we start, I say begin to pray and begin to compel this morning service. That Lord, as I'm here tonight, let this service meet me at XYZ point of my need. Because why? Until you begin to command some certain happenings based on the fact that you are expecting it, you may not lay hold on it. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. It says here, I will stand upon my watch. I will stand upon my watch. He said, I will set upon the tower and I will watch to see, which means he has an expectancy, what he will say unto me and what shall I answer when I am reproved. I will stand upon my watch. 2021 is coming very fast in six days from now. What is your expectancy? In fact, let's leave 2021. Let's even talk about 2020. Six days for the year to come to an end. What is your expectancy? What are you standing to watch upon? What is the thing that your eyes are gazing day in, day out? I was having my prayer work today and the Lord was giving me some prophetic declaration and some certain happening that is going to happen for individuals of Platform Church and also for the nation and also for majority of some of the countries. But one of the things in which I like so much is the thing that he wants to do for the church. I stand upon my watch, woke up very early, decide to go out and say, Lord, speak to me tonight. I mean, speak to me today. I cannot walk around knowing too well that the year is coming to an end. I want you to ascertain and to let me know what you have said to me in October. Concerning 
concerning 2021, because even the prophetic declaration of Platform Church for 2021, God gave it to us as far back as October. And so because of that, God, I, I am expectant. I hope I'm not breaking my mind. And the Lord was showing me all the possibility, Jerry's, the things that will happen for everyone that is rooted and plat I mean, planted in Platform Church because why I stand upon my watch. Platform is a church of expectancies. We always expect good things. We always expect rest. That is why we keep saying that living the rested life is a reality for you and for me. Attitude of expectancy. Jeremiah chapter 11 from verse 11 and 12. The Bible says, Jeremiah 11, 11, 11 and 12. It says, moreover, the word of the Lord come unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? God was asking Jeremiah, what are you seeing? The same question I'm asking you tonight, my dear beloved family of rest. What are you seeing concerning the next six days? What are you seeing concerning 2021? Some of you currently now, you are seeing fear. You, you cannot even travel. You are so afraid to the point that, because why? That is what you are seeing. He says, and God was asking Jeremiah, what seest thou? And he said, I see a tree. I mean, I see a rod of an almond tree. And then the Lord said unto me, thou hast seen well, for I will hasten my word to perform it. The ability for you to see. Ability for you to see. Which means you can see and see wrong. Because for Jeremiah, he was able to see well. He was able to see his possibility. My question for you tonight, as we are about to break into 25th of December, tomorrow, celebrating the birth of Christ. Before we even talk about the celebration of the birth of Christ, what have you seen in Christ that you want to begin to experience? Christ carries a lot of possibilities. And tomorrow I will show you some of the possibilities. What can you see? From the birth of Christ that you are celebrating tomorrow. What can you see from the possibility daring that you want to be able to route here on earth? Can I shock you? All the powers in heaven, it has no benefit in heaven. That power has a usefulness on earth. But your possibility to pull the power in heaven, to route it on earth, the expectancy had to come from you and also from me. Point number nine. What else is our point number nine? Engage. The Holy Spirit. No matter how I am going to end this very particular point, I must bring the Holy Spirit on the table. Engaging the Holy Spirit. See, my dear, the only way for you to hear God is by the voice of the Holy Spirit. When I hear people tell me that they don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and they're hearing God, I wonder how, who spoke to you? It cannot be God because why? The Bible makes us to understand that Jesus, when he was living, he said, I will send you a comforter. The one that will be with you, he will say of the things of me in heaven. The Holy Spirit is supposed to interpret the possibility that is in heaven. That's why Paul encouraged us for us to pray in the Holy Ghost. Because why? Praying in the Holy Ghost helps us for us to pull the possibility, see the possibility therein. And the Holy Spirit compelled them on earth for it to become our reality. Engaging the Holy Spirit gives us access to the rested life. Engaging the Holy Spirit give us access to the rested life. Ability for us to engage. The possibility. I know there is a lot of faith that does not believe, even in Christianity, that does not believe with the Holy Spirit or believe in the speaking in tongues. My dear, you are doing yourself a disservice. Yes, I know you will make heaven. But the ability for you to route possibility on earth may not be in view. Because why? The Holy Spirit is the one that reminds you of all things that pertains to life and godliness. All things. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17. The Bible here says, It says, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When he's talking about that spirit, he's talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy Spirit is, there is liberty. You are currently not experiencing peace. 
My question to you, what's your relationship with the Holy Spirit? You are currently not experiencing the rested life. My question to you tonight is, what's your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Jesus was born. We are celebrating him tomorrow. He is now seated far above principalities in the heavenly places. But he has sent the Holy Spirit as the custodians and the mystery carriers of all possibility. My question to you, what's your relationship with him? Is it just a name? Or for you, it is a force that compels possibility. Or is it just a name? Or for you, it's a force that compels possibility. John chapter 14 verse 16. It says, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. I, he, Jesus prayed the Father. Release the Holy Spirit for your advantage. Have you engaged the Holy Spirit today? Have you taken out the time to say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, what has said the Lord? Holy Spirit, I have studied the word. What are you saying? Because it is when we engage the word, the Holy Spirit begins to have the resources to work with us. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, verse 31. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. The Bible says here, and when they prayed, the place was shaking. I mean, when they prayed, the place was shaking. Where they were assembled together, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they speak the word of God with boldness. Point number 10. My final point for tonight. What is point number 10? Be under leadership and tutorship. Indirectly, be willing to submit and be planted. Be willing to submit and be planted. Be willing to submit and be planted. The Bible makes us to understand in the book of Psalm. It said those that are planted in the house of the Lord. Say they shall flourish. Your ability for you to flourish is rooted in the planting. Do you notice that for the seed or for that mango to grow, to become a tree, it has to be planted on the soil proper and guarded properly, jealously. Then after some years, you begin to find that tree begin to produce fruit. My question to you tonight, are you going to be willing to submit and be planted? There are major, when I talk about submitting, I'm talking about submitting to authorities, submitting to the pastors, submitting to your leaders. That also includes submitting to your government. Your government is saying at the moment when you get yourself in a public place, put your face mask and stuff. But you are saying you're not going to put your face mask. They say don't drink and drive. That's the time you decide to drink and drive. Are you willing to be submitted to authority? Because I know that, yes, we can talk about submission to authority within the church system. But there's also submission to authority within the governmental system. Are you going to be willing to be submitted? Or you are going to sit and constantly negate that very particular principle? Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16. Jeremiah 6 verse 16. The Bible says, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroad and look and ask for the ancient part. Ask where the good way is and walk in them. And you will find rest for your soul. Stand at the, which indirectly when you talk about Asian parts, it's talking about look for the people who has gone ahead of you. Look for the ancient wisdom. Look for men who have done what you are trying to do. The biggest problem with our generation, our my generation, because I say our, you'll be thinking, my generation, we are so pompous, so proud to the point that we don't understand the concept of submission. We don't understand the concept of being planted. We thought that because we can speak in tongue, laba, lege, logo, we thought that we have arrived. All of a sudden, run out and go and do what we need to do. Find ourselves messed up and causing problems in the body of Christ. Because why? We've not learned the fortitude of being sub be submissive. Submissive to your authority. Submissive to your pastors. Submissive to your leaders. Even in government, submission is a weapon that can transcend beyond human understanding. 
submission. The Bible says that Jesus did not count himself um, being proud, um, but he submitted himself unto death. Uh, and because of the force of submission, and God routed the possibility upon the life of Jesus by the force of submission. And he says, um, at the mention, he said, all power and heaven and on earth has been given to him from the force of submission. Jesus gotten the power to dominate was from the force of submission. Are you going to submit? We see that also in the book of Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. It says that he be not slothful but followers of them who faith and patient obtain, the, obtain sorry, inherit the promise. Be you not slothful which means stop all this rasmata complaining. Say but followers of them. He didn't say stop following. Follow those who have obtained that. Follow those who you know that they have something to offer. Ability for you to follow. And when you are following, don't follow with arrogance and pride. Be willing to. I told my wife, I said, there are people in my life, but if they call me, talented, yes, ma. I need you to come and do yeah, I go because why? every opportunity for me to go and serve is a place for grace to be released upon my life. Every opportunity, when I hear they call me, I don't say because I'm the pastor of Platform Church. Who am I? I'm a servant of God. So when I, because I know the blessing that embarks when it comes to submission. I pray for someone tonight that is struggling with the force of submission, especially even in marriage. I break that yoke that is causing the struggling in your life in the name of Jesus. My dear, the only reason why Elisha will be able to take the double portion of Elijah's mantle was because Elisha was submitted to the end of the course. And we can see from the place of submission, he was able to carry double portion. My question to you tonight, are you going to be submitted or you are going to stand and say, not in my watch. I will not do this. In conclusion, I want to say this. Number one, with the things of God, there is nothing for Mahala. Salvation costs God and it's going to also cost you too. It is a covenant and your part had to be played. With the things of God, nothing for Mahala. The only Mahala you have is a salvation. And even that salvation costs you lifestyle. It costs you the part where you have to confess Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Number two, also as we come to an end, every partner has a terms of agreement. And until your part is played, don't demand the other party's part to operate in your life. Every partnership has terms and conditions. And until your part is played, don't demand the other partner's part to happen in your life. You can only draw from a bank in which you deposit. My question to you tonight, have you deposited a heart for God? Ability to, give, to live a given life. Ability to have a word base. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you been grounded and settled in the things of God? Do you have a lifestyle of worship? A final you can deposit hate. I mean, you can't deposit hatred and expect to harvest love. If you think I'm lying, ask Galatians chapter 6 from verse 6 to verse 8. With this being said tonight, family, I have come to the end of tonight's service and I want you to understand this, that God has gone ahead of everyone tonight to make all the crooked places straight. I don't know who you are tonight. You might have been struggling in terms of operating the rested life and having access to the possibility therein. Tonight, I want to release the blessing of God upon your life and the power and the fortitude for you to route new possibility. Let's pray as we bring the service to a close. Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. That's all we have for today, but be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za.
Platform Church, Family of Rest.